When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. A Dadsnet original podcast. Well, Ashley, it's fantastic that you are with us today. I have been doing a little bit of reading up about you, as we do with all of our guests. And there's one particular thing I want to just start off with. But firstly, just welcome welcome to uh, the podcast. How are you? Thank you. I'm ner- nervous now because <laughs> there's a lot of stuff online you might have read that might be very out of date or it might be not true. Um, I don't know. So I'm very nervous what you're going to say. This one thing that you've discussed. Don't worry. No, no, no. It, don't worry at all. It's 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 brilliant. And it's um it's your involvement with Little Britain, which... Oh. Let's like let's be honest. It's one of the best comedy shows that has ever graced our TV screens in the oh. last X amount of years. I think it's just fantastic. Yeah. yeah no. Look, I'm just delighted to even have a, a small part of that. But yeah, um, yeah. Uh, uh, it's amazing. You know what? It's amazing uh, that you know, long time ago, and obviously people have got. Uh, different views and uh, you know, like with all comedy shows what they like and what they don't like but it's amazing how often i open a newspaper and there'll be a headline it'll be like yeah but no but yeah or computer says no or something it's really amazing that those things have entered the consciousness it's incredible yeah. and, they, and they won't go away no, it's absolutely. So, they've stood the test of time yeah exactly it's incredible uh, and, and i must say it, it plays into the dad sense of humor quite well i think you know you know I, I quite often my son will ask me things and i'll just reply computer says no so <laughs> it feels like it's a bit of a say again yeah he must love you yeah. <laughs> well you know <laughs> it does i, I think uh, a lot of the jokes uh, are in the, within the dad remit certainly yes yeah absolutely well this is my thing and i feel that like dad i, I think i say this in my new book actually that I, I, you have to forgive me for the occasional dad joke, but if you've got six kids, you should be allowed to tell more dad jokes than someone who's only got one child. That's my like six times as so many. I, exactly. <laughs> so I feel that I'm really uh, trying to, fill, you know, use up my quota. Yeah. Well. 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 Exactly. So. Okay. So um, tell me about the new book. Fill us in. Give us the the top line, um, and then I want to also get into the fact that you have got six kids and you're still standing, and you were on time for this. Yes, uh, that's a miracle. I, I remembered, uh, <laughs> and, and I keep very have to keep be very organised. And you have a lot of children, and everyone's working, and they all have to be in different places. So uh, the new book, 
is called Normal Schmormal, and the subtitle is My Occasionally Helpful Guide to Parenting Kids with Special Needs. And it's basically a comic memoir meets how-to guide about raising children with special needs. I have three children who've got a diagnosis of special educational needs, two sons with autism and ADHD and an adopted daughter with Down syndrome. And basically when my eldest son was diagnosed with autism and ADHD, when he was three years old, he's just turned 19, he was diagnosed at three and obviously we read around it and tried to find out as much as possible. But a lot of what I read was very depressing, frankly, very worrying. And I wanted to write something which, while it wouldn't shy away from the many challenges, and I discussed them at great length, that looks on the more positive side, that finds the funny as well in our situation, and that basically resolves that, you know what, who wants to be normal? What is normal anyway? Who wants a a normal family, normal schmormal. You know, I'm happy uh, with our fa- our children, our special needs children, make our family what it is. But I very much wanted to write, I, I, you know, I think that, that subtitle, An Occasionally Helpful Guide, was really important to me because I think parents do, there are so many challenges and I wanted to address like from, you know, hospital appointments or challenges with schools or getting your child into a school or, or once they're there, all the problems with schools that might not be as helpful as you want or um, children who will, uh, my cho- I mean, my children are, are such fussy eaters. Um, visits to the supermarket are preceded by a prayer that some new foods have been invented. <laughs> I mean, that's, that is the level of what we're dealing Unfortunately, with. Unfortunately, it's disappointment so, every time. Yeah, so we're dealing with all those kind of things. And that's, yeah, I wanted to write a book that covered all of that, that those topics. Um, and yet, yeah, uh, comes out on the 20th of July in the UK, uh, 12th September in America and Canada. And then I'm going to Edinburgh for August and, uh, to perform a show also called normal schmormal stand up show and then touring it from September. So that's my life now, basically, which I basically designed in order to get me out the house so I can have a bit of a yeah, break. It's, I, I love the idea of combining a lighthearted or humorous um, approach to parenting, particularly parenting children with additional needs, on, on the basis that parenting is really bloody hard. And you, it's either really serious with like these experts who are saying, this is how you need to wean your baby, or this is how you need to choose the right school, or it's just dismal. Um, and, and depressing, like you say, you know, there's never any, um, useful information. Some of it might be useful information, uh, that's, that's delivered in a way that is going to make people entertained and lighthearted and like. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And I really wanted to change the way uh, to be sound, uh, uh, well, you know what you aim, aim, aim for the, uh, aim for the stars, as they say. I, I really, the big aim that I had was to really change the way people talk about parenting children with special needs. That so rather than this being something really, uh, disastrous or tragic or, or, or what have you. And as I say, I'm certainly not shying away from the challenges. Believe me, we've lived through them, but that actually embraces this with a, a just a much more positivity. 
Um, interestingly, I was thinking about this the other day. You know, it's amazing how many comedians I know, uh, famous people, have had adult diagnoses, either of autism, particularly of ADHD, whatever, neurodiversity. Chappy, Chaparak or Sandy's just got a new book on the subject, but Sue Perkins and Johnny Vegas and Fern Brady, lots of people. And as a society, we're very quick, I think, to accept neurodiversity in adults like that and go, well, they're great comedians, isn't it? You know, it kind of makes sense in a way. But we're still, it's a little bit more taboo with children, I think. I think parents would still go, oh, this is, this is going to be, this is going to be work. This is going to be hassle. And it is going to be work. But the rewards are so great. And I feel that I would love people to have that same positivity, which we're very happy to have with adults, not so much with children. And I think yeah. that that's, you know, because also children's behavior might be challenging. I mean, my son, my eldest son, I was saying to someone the other day, he, when he was a child, his behavior was so awful. He disrupted more events than just stop oil. <laughs> He, ah. you, you couldn't, you couldn't take him anywhere. Maybe that, maybe they're missing a trick. <laughs> maybe exactly. they need to bring a few children, like like your son, in. And uh... exactly. he, he never got any support on Twitter from Gary Lineker. Oh. Um, you know, he, it's really, uh, yeah, it's 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 really challenging. You know, we didn't go. I we basically spent like ten years just refusing all social invitations. Yeah. That, I once want that to go on the record, by the way. That is the sole reason we don't have any friends, and it's nothing to do with me being a curmudgeonly bastard. <laughs> you, you were going to say, why do we have six children? I was going to say, we barely had a night out for 10 years. So what else was there to do of an evening? Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it just was downhill from that first one, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, no, so you, you have to... You have to take, look, acceptance is an, you know, it's an interesting thing. It takes, I've written this book, uh, my eldest son, as I say, he's just turned 19. It takes many years to reach a certain level of acceptance. And, and, but as I say, I, I wanted to write something that I feel would have been helpful to me to have read 16 years ago. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And, and what's interesting is that mindset around adults and children being slightly different or very different. And the, the idea, I think that, um, if, if we're able to get our head around children being neurodiverse or more children being more neurodiverse, then it's going to make those social interactions, those friendships, those going out of an evening, it's going to make all of that much easier. But it, ha- it has to come from a change of how we're viewing our children. You know, I, I don't, correct me if I'm wrong, but I imagine there was a point at which, you know, you were just thinking, why is he so difficult? Why is he such a pain in the ass? And then at some point, you know, when you have a better understanding of why you're like oh, okay fine like this now makes much more sense i can now deal with it and i can move forward yeah. absolutely and you know no one wants to feel either you know embarrassed or that you know people think that they can't control their child or what have you we had when my i talk about this actually in the book that, that we bought this t-shirt in fact there's a photo of my son wearing it in the book as well um we bought this t-shirt from the national autistic society when he was quite little, um, which had on the front, I'm not naughty, I've got autism. 
It's a very noble idea. The trouble with it, it's, it was in quite small writing and it was only in one side. So you'd have to kind of, it would have been a better idea to have walked around with a placard yeah. with, with writing and just walk around, which I did consider, obviously. But um, weirdly also, this weird thing with this T-shirt is that he's, he couldn't read and yet he somehow managed to discern somehow the message on the T-shirt so whenever he wore it, he behaved much worse than he did when he didn't wear it. It kind of made me wonder if the T-shirt had magical power and that it actually made the wearer autistic. <laughs> I don't know. Would have been, which would have been, if you think about it, would be an amazing idea on the part of the National Autistic Society because not only are they they're having kind of double dipping, they are not only promoting the T-shirt, it's not only promoting the charity, awareness of the charity, but increasing the number of people who need the charity. It would have been a very clever idea. So we didn't have him wear it that often. Also, the only, <laughs> it's a quite small writing. And he, the only people who ever, the only people really who could get close enough to see it would have been other children who either couldn't read or wouldn't have understood what it meant. So um, weirdly, like, he, you know, yeah, and it was quite a small writing. Certainly it wasn't like, it wasn't even as big as like a football sponsor. You know, he, more people would have seen his endorsement for Carlsberg when he wore a Liverpool shirt than would have seen this message that he had autism. But there you go. It's a, it's a nice idea. So he has two two right. options of T-shirts. One is a Liverpool shirt and one is the I'm autistic T-shirt. Yeah, one of the three. Um, yeah. So I, by the way, I, so I, I actually obviously don't, you know, the word normal in the title, as it suggests, I don't love the word normal. It's like, you know, normal, schmormal. But also, I don't, in the book, I don't call it um, mainstream or special needs or what have you, neurodiverse. I, I, we call them in the book, it's zappers and cold plays. So basically, mainstream children are like cold play. Perfectly good, but rather boring. They're the... Like Keir Starmer. Yeah, everyone's heard of them. They're just like, meh. Yeah, right. They're, they're the missionary position of children. <laughs> um, whereas uh, special needs kids are like Frank Zappa. They're like avant-garde musicians, Captain Beefheart, just kind of, you know, they're, they're rebellious, alternative, sometimes unspeakably shit, but they don't care. They don't care. And that is what I love about my my three zappers they don't care and and that was the thing you just you know do your own thing when you want you know in the same way frank zappa never wouldn't have wanted to make albums that would be on the shelf in sainsbury's and uh yeah so that that's uh, so i i so actually what i want to do in the uh near future i want to have t-shirts that have on it i'm not naughty i'm a zapper but let's have it in really big yeah, massive and and on both sides <laughs> so that there's no there's no question at yeah. all. Uh, nothing wrong with being a Coldplay. I like I like Coldplay. I say I like Coldplay. But little, little. It's but there's something. There's something about you know, kind of those people who musically. I, I always wanted to see myself as a bit of a kind of John Peel muso. Like I don't listen to what everyone else listens to. I'm too cool for that. And in the same way, I kind of want to rebrand as I say rather than thinking of this as like oh this is a really this is something I'd rather not have to deal with no I'm 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 parenting kids that would be too too cool for most parents no 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 this is we're doing like just as I'm, I'm listening to music for connoisseurs 
I'm raising the kids for connoisseurs. As parents of kids with special needs, we are the connoisseurs doing the parenting that would just be a bit too out there for, for other parents. Yeah. What, uh, what, I think that probably a lot of people reading the book who are in similar experiences with children who have um, additional needs, zappers, so to speak. Um, I, I think that they're probably, the, it feels like one of the goals from, from reading the book would be that they get some kind of comfort, that they're not the only ones going through this. Comfort, advice, comfort, advice, and, and also hopefully put a smile on yeah. your face because one thing, parenting is hard. Look, parenting, any child is hard. Parenting children with uh, additional needs, even harder. Uh, and so everyone could do with, um, you know, a, sort of a bit of levity and hopefully uh, put a smile on your face. And if the book can do that, that would be great. And what, and what would, I don't want you to uh, give away the secret of the book. We want people to buy it. But yeah. what would be like one kind of bit of advice that I guess you would say, this is what all parents in my situation, I think, should know? Um. Well, yeah, it's difficult to boil it down to one thing. As I say, it, you know, time is really helpful because, you know, it's, it's now it does help, you know, acceptance takes time. But I think realizing that this isn't a disaster, this isn't a this isn't the worst thing in the world. It isn't even, you know, that essay, I talk about this actually in the book, also in the stand-up show, there's, you know, that famous essay, Welcome to Holland, that people, yeah. you heard of this? It's basically, so it's basically this essay, very famous essay about raising children with additional needs, which basically says that having a child with special needs is like expecting to go on holiday to Italy, but for some reason the plane lands in Holland. <laughs> That's the big which, as metaphors goes, I think is a bit right. shit. Um, but uh, I mean, for start, could it happen? If you're flying EasyJet, probably, probably yes. But uh, but <laughs> but the truth is, I, I still I don't I still have a problem with this for various reasons, which I won't bore you with now. But I think that there's still, and I do understand this idea of like, I don't know, you're not you, you're still going on holiday. I suppose you're still go. You're just not you're in a different place. It's just not quite how you expected. You thought you were going to, to uh, uh, see, you know, the Colosseum and instead you're picking tulips or whatever. And so, but it's still, it's still to me, it's just a little bit too negative. I just feel that, you know, you, you're, you're where you always wanted to be. And it's just all children are different. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, obviously, as we know, all children are different. It's very hard to just make big generalizations. Um, but knowing, you know, knowledge is power as well. Hopefully I've got lots of, uh, tips to share, um, as I say, particularly with processes, getting your child diagnosed and dealing with schools. We had all kinds of issues with, uh, getting, particularly our eldest into a school, then keeping them happy at school, but celebrating milestones, play dates. I mean, God, the, the, I have a 10, I have an entire chapter which is in a 10 point guide to having a special needs play date. I mean, our play date, I mean, cause play dates, I just struck me when I was a kid, I remember that when I had a play date as a child, that was basically like a day off for my mum. I mean, she'd be like, you know, downstairs getting on with, you know, chores or whatever she did. Um, and, uh, you know, doing the ironing while we were upstairs playing very innocently 
you know, you can't, you can't think about doing work while my son and his fellow zappers were having a play date. No way. Your house, you know, don't, as, as I said, but you know, don't settle down on the TV. Think, well, I'll, I'll catch up with the new series of squid game. No. A real life version of squid game is happening now in your house upstairs. <laughs> so you better get up there and see what is going on. And we, you know, it, it's, so hopefully it's a, you know, Amusing, but also real practical advice. Yeah, no, I like that. How uh, you reminded me of um, when you were talking there. I don't know whether you are a Malcolm in the Middle fan, um, but there's oh, yeah. a fantastic episode where Dewey, the youngest, brings home a friend from school who is quite clearly a zapper, and how mm. the dad is uh, monitoring this play date, and it just ends in absolute carnage until Hal realizes that he's also a zapper. And that there is very common ground amongst this child who's come around for a play date and the dad himself. So a play date is never, right, right, never right. the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I haven't said episode, but yes, no, exactly. It, it's, uh, well, my, my, so I have a 10 point, a 10 step guide to have it, have it. It's an entire chapter, but I will share with you the final step, which is after it's all done, move house. <laughs> You, you, so basically, either it's gone badly, in which case you're going to have to clear up the most incredible mess and it would be easier to move, or it went well and you don't want to run the risk of the other parent foisting their child on you again in the future because there's no chance of like a miracle happening in the same place no, twice. No, absolutely not. So the best thing is get your hat, get straight onto Zoopla and just start the whole process mm. again. Interesting. Um, how much of your stand-up routine is inspired by your six children and partner um well it, it hadn't been uh before i've done shows on different subjects but um you know well so basically what happened was i um i'll tell you how we got here i did a, an edinburgh show in 2018 and i remember you know in that show and in, in other shows i would sometimes mention very much in passing having six children and there'd be a kind of intake sharp intake of breath and it struck me that oh that'd be an interesting subject to talk about in a future show i had actually intended to go to edinburgh in 2020 with a show about having a larger family which obviously got cancelled at the start of the pandemic um but then i pitched a show to the bbc uh radio four got a four-part series and one of the and this is often the way with tv you'll, you'll pitch a show and it will never, you know, particularly if you've not written it yet, it can be commissioned and it could end up being a little quite different to how you imagined it was going to be. So originally I had this idea of writing the show about having a larger family. One episode of that first series was about that. But the others were about other subjects. One was about adoption and one was about having children with special needs. The response to it was so great um, so many people on social media reached out to me, charities posted about it, Mencap, Sense. Um, and it really struck me that, uh, you know, that this is something that obviously people are interested in. There's a lot of parents in a similar position who, as I say, either could use with, at the very least could use a good laugh, uh, and, and will relate to this. And so I've actually also got, uh, among many things going on, I forgot to mention, starting on August the 4th, 
um, the series returns to Radio 4, new, four new episodes. And the entire second series is just about having children with special needs. So, so I then decided actually then for this show, let's talk about that mm. subject. Uh, and I guess I suppose, look, comedy, people like things that you can relate to. Um, if I tell you about having six children, it, it might be really funny, um, but it's not quite so relatable to most people. Um, but having children with special needs, with, you know, even if you've just one child or several children or whatever, it's something which a lot of people can relate to, even if they've not got a diagnosis, even if they've just, uh, you know, you know, it's just struggling with, um, undiagnosed ADHD or ADD or dyslexia or dyspraxia, whatever it is. So many children will have some kind of issues that you parents might be able to relate to it. So I think actually a, it's serendipity in a way, because I think that this is all just much more relatable. Uh, yeah, it is. Those, everyone can put themselves into probably every story you share in some way or some aspect. Yeah. Um, how have you coped like personally? Cause I think as a dad, you have, um, you know, you're flying to Italy <laughs> and then you land in Holland, for example. Yeah. Um, how have you coped with the challenges of being dad yourself? Yeah, it's no, I mean, God, I don't know. I'm not sure if I have. Um, I mean, but, that is an uh, answer. Like, and there's yeah, a lot of dads know. listening who will be saying the same thing. Like you just go through life, you yeah. work, you parent, and then you never really sit back and reflect and go, oh God, this is hard, isn't it? Well, this book was a great opportunity for that. And actually it was really, um, it was interesting. There were some things, particularly there's a couple of chapters, one chapter called N is for no room at the inn. I should say, actually, it's an A to Z, but appropriately for a book about children who find learning challenging. It's not in the right order. So uh, the first chapter is M is for meetings, meetings, meetings. And the last chapter is O is for onwards and upwards. But, uh, and it's all very random therein. But uh, one chapter is called uh, D is for diagnosis. Another one is N is for no room at the inn. Those two chapters in particular, I really had to kind of like go through lots of old paperwork, which I'd kept and I should have said, sorry, End is for No Room's In is about, it's not about, uh, uh, it's not a story of Jesus. It's uh, about my eldest son and our efforts to try and get him into the school that we wanted him to go to. And a school which was very keen to keep a little boy with autism and ADHD out. And I could, if you'd have said to me, you know, a year ago, uh, what happened? I said, oh, it would have, I could have kind of said in a sentence, oh, we had a really hard time. But in order to write this, I had to really go back through all the emails which I'd kept, all the paperwork. And yeah, it was actually quite, it was a, a little bit uh, triggering, I suppose, you know, to, to read all this stuff again and realise, oh my God, we really did have some really hard times. Um, I mean, luckily, you know, uh, um, you know, I had a, a, a co-parent, to support, which not obviously everyone has. So obviously very fortunate in that regard. Some people are doing all this stuff on their own, which is uh, a whole other level of difficulty. So very fortunate in that regard. And, um, but yes, these, these weren't easy times. Um, and, uh, you know, the, some of those fights 
you know, were hard. Um, so yeah, so I had to really relive it and I'd actually almost forgotten how hard it had been. So I suppose that's the, therein lies the answer. You know, time is a great healer. You know, we do as human beings have the wonderful gift of failing memory, uh, you know, in, in, in all seriousness that, you know, you, you, you forget, you know, you go through a hard time and then you forget it doesn't kind of stay with you forever. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I needed to have my memory jogged to actually bring this all back. Yeah. But, but I yeah, think- hard, hard times. I mean, you know, you say, look, everyone has to find their outlet to, uh, get over stuff. Yeah. yeah. But writing it down, blogging, journaling, writing a book, like I can imagine that is a fairly yeah, therapeutic no, I, well, process. Yeah, no, of course, but I, I just meant you know if you if, you know whether it's uh, um, I don't know um, enjoying you know if you're able to have a, a, a weekend away or once in a year or if you're just able to take it in turns to go. One thing actually, uh, uh, my wife and I did a lot actually when we were going through. Well, when the children were younger, we went away on our own. Like I went away several times on our own. She went to. Um, to Rome, I'm sure to Paris. There's just several in New York once even. But like, you know, you go, look, you go away for a week. I've I've got this. And um it was impossible for us to go. Would have been lovely to have gone away together. But you know, that wasn't an option. Um but you know what? You you need a break here. Go go away to uh, Paris for three days and, and just not think about anything else. So, you know, people need to find outlets that, that work for them, that either, you know, that work financially or practically or what have you. But, um, yeah, it, it, it's, uh, you know, the truth is, though, I was going to say it gets easier. I mean, it, it changes. It doesn't get easier. It just changes. My eldest son, he's definitely not the wild force of nature he was. He actually now works. At, he, he managed to, at the third attempt, pass GCSEs in maths and English. And he now works at Heathrow Airport in security. Wow. So, um, you know, very proud of him. But, you know, the, he had a week of training where we had to be at Heathrow at six. And we live in North London. 45-minute drive, 35-minute drive, whatever. But you can't get there on the tube at that time of day. Some people know the tube doesn't start till like six o'clock. So you can't get him there for that time. He had to be there at like seven. It would have been impossible for him to get there. So I had to get up for a week at like five o'clock yeah. to drive them to work. You know, these are, the, you know, challenges just change. Yeah. They just, you know. Yeah, I bet my mum says uh, the same thing and I'm 35. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, exactly. We, the, yeah. Interestingly, so my eldest, so, so then we adopted, I have a daughter with Down syndrome. She's, uh, she'll be 15 in September. We adopted her when she was two um, at the story that is in the book a is for adoption and um which i wanted to write a thing about adoption because there is a, a, a large crossover between adoption I mean, adoption is a big subject deserves its own book but there is a big crossover between adoption and special needs because lots of children who are adoptees will have varying needs um you know and 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 it's yes, yeah, so it's it's you know and we'll have issues that are discussed elsewhere in the book. So, um, but anyway, so she's she's an interesting. She kind of is like I was going to say she like kind of plateaued. So she's kind of like stays the same. Yeah. 
Although she has got harder because she gets heavier and then she's actually goes through all the kind of puberty changes. So you've kind of got like a hormonal teenager, but it was like the mental age of a four year old. But like she's kind of the same, but she has like the same, um, the same issues have come up. So my, um, my 19 year old and my, uh, third son who, who'll be 16 in October that they have grown and some of those challenges have evolved to new challenges. But my daughter, she, they're kind of like the same. Yeah. It's quite interesting. But that, that, that uh, just proves the point that, that if it's just different. Like, I have two, hundred percent, and exactly. I talk about this. I, I have two autistic sons, two sons with the same diagnosis, autism and ADHD. They could not be more different. Yeah. They really could not be more different. One is a is very quiet. My eldest son, he's quiet. He keeps himself to himself. He has friends. He, he, he makes friends relatively well, like at work. But he didn't really want to socialize. He, he likes spending time on his own in his room what have you um then my third son is this incredible party animal he's just constantly wanting to go out wanting me to drive in places um and uh he's he's very much a, a an extrovert yeah. so they, they couldn't be more different i mean and and that says a lot it, there, it does say it? a lot and that comes all the way back round to the fact that there is no normal like normal schmormal it, like it, it, it's right. it's bang on I think the book sounds fantastic I think a lot of people that are listening to this uh, will be interested in reading I think that your family sound wonderful um, in all of their diversities all of their um, approaches and I just think it's quite tremendous that you are still so so uh together and let's just celebrate this i i'm on a good <laughs> yeah yeah you'll hang up and you'll just be like lying on the floor for the rest of the day yeah, yeah. <laughs> no it's brilliant actually thank you so much for joining us um we will make sure that we link to the book below uh when it comes out and uh and when we share um some of the videos from this as well but we'll, we'll also make sure that there's um, links references to it and if anyone is listening and you are near edinburgh throughout august make sure you go and watch ashley with his show yeah. It's uh, the underbelly of 5.15 every day. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us, Ashley. Bye. Thank you. Thanks, Ashley. A Dad's Net original podcast.